teaching emus to fly since 2005. You're listening to the MEP Report. Let my home back in Omaha. See if I can make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my friends in Los Angeles. And I'm not welcome in New York. But I must stop back in Omaha. Welcome to Member Report number 63, January 3rd, 2007. Yeah. Welcome to 2007. And we'd like to welcome in Mr. Enthusiasm, Story Clayton. Hi, Story. I um I got off a plane about an hour ago. And I'm excited. It was a plane that was two days and a half late. Ben Stein's flight. Yes, it was. It was, um, and when it snowed, the paper planes, they got to ground those planes when it snows, man. That's right. You got to watch out for that. That's right. We want to welcome everyone in. And Story just got back from um, New Mexico, which is buried under 20 feet of snow, right? 50 feet of snow? not 20. 14 inches, which for Albuquerque might as well be 20 feet. <laughs> uh, it was the all-time record snowfall in a 24-hour period and in a month uh, for Albuquerque, both wow. of them, which was very exciting because I love no. snow. Um, don't I sound excited? No, it was. It was great. Uh, getting out 60 days late and having the airline give 60 us days late in return. This is two months days. after Christmas? Sixty <laughs> hours. You're like, look, can That's, you just give me a free uh, meal? They're like, no. <laughs> unless you're 120 days late, we can't give you any free yeah. meals. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> That's basically what it was like. I was on the phone to them. I, I had I had uh, reminiscences of Russ's from about maybe five shows ago. Russ's don't get caught in a corporate zone with airlines. Yep, yep. Yes, Blinking in the back of my know. mind as I was you as I was on the phone. I mean, I've been zone. I've been there before, but this was the worst <laughs> with U.S. Airways. Don't fly U.S. Airways, people. The MEP report seal of approval on boycotting U.S. Airways. The new U.S. Airways, <laughs> which has bought America and West and maybe Delta coming up. Delta is not implicated yet and unless they're credited. That's the problem, though. Eventually, if we're going to boycott, get involved. We're, right, we're just going to boycott our flight eventually. You know? Yeah. Your experience is nothing to me, Russ. I'm just talking about mine. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah, don't don't fly planes in America. That's basically what <laughs> there the you go. It's gonna tell you. <laughs> I mean, look, Which emus don't fly. Belgium. So I mean, emus go. don't it's fly. True. Then so why we don't fly. We? Right. Seriously, emus are we not American. Take, also, take a lesson from emus. They're not American. They don't fly. They could give a crap about corporations. That's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But no, it was a great trip overall. It was fun. I played my first live uh, casino, No Limit Hold'em, which is very nice. exciting How'd you do? and very successful. Did you I did you well. I, uh, I got a 73% return on my money. If I had gotten up one hand earlier, I would have gotten a 100% return on my money. But, uh, you know, that's fine. That was good. So uh, it was very exciting. It was everything I hoped it would be to play Live No Limit. We, I've played Live Limit before, but Live No Limit in, in New Mexico. Very exciting. Um, so did so you crush good. these, these you know, despairing people? Into the dust with the big you know, ashtrays with cigarettes next to them and everything, and you embar- you broke and, their dreams. You know, it's actually poker in Emeryville, which is a suburb of, of Oakland, is actually a lot more depressing than poker in Albuquerque. There was something about, and I mean, we went the day we went the day after Christmas. When you would think that, like, it would be really depressing. Right, but, right. But um, all of the people seemed to be, you know, sort of doing okay. I got the feeling that I wasn't taking anybody's, like, you know, heroin money in uh, in Albuquerque, <laughs> which was no, keeping them the alive. Stuff. Whereas the in Emeryville, 
in Emeryville, I definitely felt like these people will not have the fix that they need to make them forget that they're starving to death. Right. If I if I win this hand, and that's a lot more depressing. So. Although you still want it, though. Probably taking the government checks away from the New Mexico people. Right. Yeah. Right. But they did well, have some you know, income. And, and New Mexico is generally so much more impoverished, but I think those people probably sat down at the limit tables also. So, and people at the no limit tables knew better. You know, if they they you don't gamble with heroin money at the no limit tables. That's just crazy. So <laughs> maybe if you're on heroin, you go to the no limit tables. But no, if you, you just if you're short of it, heroin doesn't <laughs> do it. That way. true. Right. Uh, yeah. You're on Dr- resident met. drug expert. You're all about no limit. Is uh, is rough. So. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't it's know. Cocaine. Speak, no limit. But crystal meth. No limit. <laughs> there you Marijuana. Go. Okay. Fixed limit. I'm all there in on my heroin. heroin fixed limit. <laughs> Actually, you guys heard that. Um, you guys heard that <laughs> Barack Obama uh, admitted in a book that he wrote originally that he had done cocaine and like made this. And so now is this big discussion about whether it was going to hurt yeah. him and everyone thinks it isn't because he's just like, yeah, whatever, I did it, so I I'm just going to be honest about it. Not co- he did that too. He did that and he also did cocaine. Oh. Oh, yep. okay, good. I'm glad yeah. at least he had some pot. Okay. Called the marijuana and raised cocaine, and then he went all in with heroin. No, he said PPP. he didn't do blow. He actually said I did I blow, but not smack. He actually said that's that. He's like, I did blow, but not drug. smack. Yeah. It's a gateway drug. Yeah. You just call with marijuana, but when right. the stakes get high, then it's all about I'm all in for crystal meth. Right. Off the roof. <laughs> or in <laughs> his case, it was the gateway drug to be the editor of Harvard Law Review and a presidential candidate. You know, so that was that was his right. all in. Well. I mean, cocaine is definitely, like, more of a link to presidential candidates than Skull and Bones right now. It's right. about 50-50. So, you know, I think he's just trying to, since he wasn't in Skull and Bones, he's got to assert himself as being part of some sort of presidential club. And Coke is, Coke is <laughs> and good And this is enough. the club that do Reagan, it. Bush. Coke is it. You know, that's, that'll and work. And then CNN, <laughs> yeah. in their 2006 wrap-up, one of their new synopsis stories was, The Search for Obama Continues. Yeah. They, um, they inserted Obama instead of Osama and had to apologize to him for doing that. <laughs> wow. wow. That's awesome. I didn't even get that. I was like, uh, We were okay. all like, that's just a really bad headline. Trail. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, right. I think he's, As in, I he's think, the world's most notorious terrorist and running he's for president also. He's actually pretty visible. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that would be that's brilliant. Can you funny. imagine? Ladies and gentlemen, I am Osama bin Laden, and I would like to be your president. Now, I know you're going to think this is funny. Yeah. I mean, I know you think that maybe this seems a little bizarre, but I think it makes perfect sense. First of all, who knows more about the economy than I do? I mean, who knows more about breaking it down really? and building it back up? That's that's what I'm all about. Vote bin Laden. Well, the thing is, I mean, you would definitely chalk this up to Fox News. I mean, you would just assume Fox News mm-hmm. had this, you know, right. in the hopper. Oh, but sure. uh, no, it was CNN. So, story, in confirmation of what you said, I'm reading this thing that says um, U.S. airlines were much less punctual over the last couple of months. And there's a big story about it. So, I guess that fits in in your particular case. I mean, the thing, I'll tell you what frustrates me about the situation, because normally you'd say, okay, they have a gargantuan snowstorm and, you know, you don't make it great. Whatever, that's fine. Like, it's the weather, that's fine. So, but this particular situation, I had a flight out at 610 on New Year's Day. The flight before, 24 hours before when it had been snowier and foggier had taken off nine minutes late nine minute delay okay not cancellation not two hour delay nine minute delay the airport was open they were flying out flights and they just canceled my flight and they didn't initially tell us why and then they're like uh or weather and they have this thing in u.s airways policy that says if your flight was canceled due to weather then you get nothing you get no compensation no hotel no meal you know no thumbtacks in your ear nothing you get you get absolutely no oh i want thumbtacks in my ear you don't get you don't get a note exactly so, and nothing. Uh, but if it was canceled due to anything within their control, then, you know, you get uh, lavish hotels, you know, you get uh, five VIP passes to anywhere you want to go and, you know, a key to the, to the city of your choice. Right. So there's this great disparity. I, I just don't believe that it was weather. I just don't believe that the reason that their flight six, six hours after New Year's was canceled due to weather when the flight the day before, which was snowier and foggier, had not been. Wait, canceled. wait, wait. Let me let me I get this straight. I have a feeling that exactly. six hours after New Year's, there's they a reason had that pilots finding equipment, <laughs> pilots, yeah, exactly, or some combination thereof, which might fly. be within their control. I don't want to fly. Might just be within their control. And I'm not blaming them. I'm not saying, oh, please, you should have put me 
on a drunken pilot flight. I mean, there's enough drunkenness in New Mexico. I don't need yeah. to be on a plane with it. But, you know, but you can at least say, hey, maybe this was, quote, unquote, within our control and have your VIP passes or, right. you know, a meal or something. Except the problem is, sorry, so, like, if they're going to say it's within yeah. their control, they'd have to give some reason. So if their reasoning is drunken pilots, like, I don't, I don't know that that's... Right. See, the problem well, is... I mean, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to make a snow angel down below. Here we go. We're just going to go right into the snowbank. I mean, America West has gotten in trouble in the past for letting the drunken pilots fly, so at least this is an improvement, right? Yeah, right, right. They're saying, okay, we're not letting them fly anymore. And it was great, too, because there were other articles as I was reading in the two days that I was stranded in Albuquerque. Fortunately, I was staying with my parents, but there were all these instances of hotels that were suddenly, whoops, our rates tripled overnight in the Uh snowstorm because nobody could get out and the city was, Mm -hmm. and there was one article I actually read where someone was saying, you know, someone's supervisor who clearly made the call was like, oh, one random employee accidentally transposed the number, and then the article was like, the rate went up from 70 to $160. You may <laughs> notice there's no transposition possible. But carry the decimal point, carry the one, well, add yeah. the one, uh, plus yeah. zero. Well, you, the you break that from the seven 70. down into <laughs> one. They move, right, yeah, they move the one over, and they there you go. it there. They're just they're doing Carry some the subtraction. They just changed their calculator to like they changed yeah. it to scientific. They changed it to like scientific Look, Roman mode. Roman numerals. Yeah, exactly. It's scientific mode. Roman numerals. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. No, like See? in your math classes. Awesome. Like if you got, I used to screw around in my calculator in math classes because I clearly wasn't doing anything related to the math. So instead, I would just have fun changing numbers from things to things. I'd be like, all right, let's go to square <laughs> mode. Let's go to math mathematic mode science mode so that's all they did they just right. pressed a button and whoops this, this is the cornell school of hotel management that you did this, <laughs> i know seriously I so that would otherwise probably not. no excuse <laughs> no if you're playing with the calculators yeah. you clearly have to type in 0.7734 and then yep. turn it upside right. down and show it to someone and then it yep. says hello yep and they're really fascinated you can also like, change ah! it to 4335 yeah. i think it is and then you press a button and it becomes hell's bells and then you just start singing Hell's Bells while you're Four, pressing three, three, five spells C with an H on the end. Well, of I C. don't know. I don't remember what it was. I was too busy changing <laughs> it to scientific mode. You see my point. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was using yeah. a graphing calculator. Right. I'm, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly was what great. it was. Right. Right. Sure. You guys never yeah. did that with spelling things with your calculator. I did. Yeah. No, I actually was first introduced to that like six months ago. No joke. We had a calculator sure. for some reason, and a couple wow. of friends of mine were like, "Did you know you could do this?" And I was like, "Whoa." You guys were doing different things in math class, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Far more this useful thing in the real world. I agree. Because of yeah, these people exactly. go, wow, that's neat. As opposed and to most right. math. Which exactly. no one would ever do if you're like, I know algebra. Wow. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's not a reaction that comes up. People hey, dude. Like, I'm now okay. 20 years, I'm now uh, right. about 20 years post-trig, and I have yet to have anyone come up to me on the street and ask me to draw a parabola. So I think pretty much I've proven yeah. all I need to know about high school math and how useful it is yeah. or is not. My favorite part of high school math was uh, whenever a teacher would talk about dividing something by zero, I would make freak-out noises. I'd be like, go, no! You can't divide by zero! Go! The world ends! Ah! Inverse parabola! They're like, Mr. Guberman, oh, stop being word? funny. I'm so unsurprised that you did this. What was the word of the thing on the, on the graph that's like a parabola, but it's like a curving, unending line, and it's another weird math term? Uh, it's an thank you. I love Oh my god, soap. thank you. That's like asymptote. my favorite concept. It's one of my favorite thank concepts you. in math. What's the because there are just so many things that like as you approach but can never quite get to right. get to that. Yeah. And I really What's like the one that's opposite? What's the one that's it's an asymptote. Right. What's the one that's opposite? It's yep. the two there ones that starts with an H. It's two lines that go opposite each A other. Hyperbola? That's it, yeah, hyperbola. Hello. There you go. When you when you turn your calculator Hello. My bit, sorry. That's what it is. It starts with an H. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the numbers start saying hi to you when you don't d- divide by zero. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No, I would just like doing proofs for the, dis- proofs for the disproof of math because you can get, because of dividing by zero, you can get one to equal zero, and if one equals zero, math goes to hell, and it's irrelevant. Right. And that was mm-hmm. my justification for not taking it seriously. I had that a friend was, who... That uh, was the most fun I had in math class. 
I had a friend who used to have fun in the yeah. uh, geography cl- uh, geography yeah in um in the class for like geometry like geography class geometry with all the proofs okay so he would you know he'd do the whole uh-huh. thing with like proof number one number two and he would always get like every so often he would answer one question with because I said so <laughs> and the teacher would always okay. be like um no he's like why does zero equal five you know zero equals three blah 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 equals this to x to the other and the reason right. is because I said so. And he would always just get, and he was really, he was a really good math guy, so he would always get all the questions right, but every so often he would just throw that one in, and the teacher would be like, no, that's wrong, again, you get a 94, please don't answer this question wrong again, <laughs> but he was endless yeah, enjoyment. to get perfect right. scores. Yeah, exactly. He didn't want to get made fun of, so we always had to deduct exactly. the two points. Yeah. yeah. No, he I'm just thought the same the joke was funny though. over and over again. Because it's like, what happens when you divide by zero? Well, you get this weird curvy line that extends into the fourth dimension and pokes somebody in the eye from the future. Exactly. Like, wow, that's pretty right. bad. You should never divide by zero. Actually, no, you do you guys remember reading <laughs> exactly. in math class? The only interesting thing of math class to me at all was the book Flatland. Did you guys ever read this in your geometry classes? It was this you read book, a book? Yeah. In math? Yeah. The book of was literature <laughs> athematics. Yeah. Well, no. The flat, do you know only, Flatland? Only the future English professor managed would to do that. I know. This. This well, thank really God. Impressive. It's the only class I managed not Seriously. to sleep sleep through in math. Uh, no. the The idea of Flatland is that the whole world is two dimensional, and so it's basically explaining geometry, but ex- explaining it all the way through. It was how until Christopher Columbus came along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is um, what people live like. That's right. Well, then they're he showing people the how circles. They, well, you have like, to explain that too, like how does a triangle equal circle and, like, and all that. What? Yeah. <laughs> Do not have depth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, measure me. How could I appear in the newspaper every day if I have depth? Exactly. You? Yeah. Exactly. My life feels already I would flat. Break yeah. every newspaper <sighs> in the land. So yeah, Flatland. That was like True. there was even a little movie that went along with it. It was the only interesting thing about math that I can remember. Um, I, you know, because the, the thing is I had a fundamental philosophical problem with math, especially things like algebra, because like algebra, X was the unknown. So to me, there was something fundamentally wrong with trying to know it. Like, why are we trying to find out something which is fundamentally unknown? <laughs> it's like learning the mystery of the universe. X which equals the unknown, your man. your general lack of intellectual curiosity in all <laughs> well, um, okay, uh, great. So I'm intellectually curious day, in everything um, else but this, okay? Er, and every day in math class, uh, you solve the riddle of the universe, but the answer is always different. Today, <laughs> the answer to the mystery of the universe is five. Is Tomorrow, Today, maybe four. Well, or maybe XY squared. That's the thing. Math asked Wait these questions tomorrow. that in English Same I could certainly time. go ahead and answer, Same and in math, math I had to, like, just sort of abandon. You know, to just be like, well, you know, you have to balance the equation. I'm like, why? Why, why do we need balance? Isn't there too much balance in it? Shut up. The answer is this. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Wow. Let me go back to the part where... This sounds strangely like story talking about science class for some reason. <laughs> it could very well be. <laughs> no, but I admit that this was a totally Probably irrational belief unrelated. on my part. I just, you know, I just didn't like math. Hey. But uh, <laughs> that's a different sort of situation. Well, no, am I the only one out there? I mean, you know, listeners, people who are listening in, anyone out, you know. Did you guys feel I the same math. way about math? Oh, math. Blech. I just no, hated my you. math teacher, so I vowed never to have a career relating to math, even though I had, you know, the aptitude for it. I would get right. A's on all the tests and everything. Where it was like, I just hate you. And so clearly math somehow makes you into a really annoying person. And I'd like to avoid that, so I'm going to focus on yeah. humanity. <laughs> right, right, right. I definitely I did know. well in math, but I didn't enjoy it at all. And I really hated geometry. Geometry is when math really started to get bad. Because it would be like, I would get, you know, hundreds that would be then graded down to 95s or 92s because I couldn't draw a graph well because I'm just not good at, like, <laughs> or show your work. my hand steady. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. See, for this me... penmanship all over again. I thought that ended in second grade. I remember okay. I got, uh, I remember I did this thing where I got, uh, I got the grade, I think I'd gotten something like a D for my second quarter in one of my math classes as in my sophomore year. And I remember my teacher coming up to me okay. and saying, now, Greg, if things don't improve, I may not be able to recommend you for AP trigonometry. And I was like, oh, you won't be able to recommend me for AP trigonometry. Oh, no. You also won't be able to plunge a rusty knife into my eyeball. That's a shame. I can't tell you how horrified I am at the prospect of not going on to AP trigonometry. Be still my beating heart. I mean, I was just like, how can you mis- mishand- misunderstand a student so badly to think that, well, Greg is just lost, but really he loves this. He just doesn't understand math fully. Oh, but it, no, no. Thank you. This no. just reminded me. I've got the perfect response to your hatred of math and Story's hatred of science. In eighth grade, I was in advanced English, 
in my middle school, in the last year of middle school. Okay. And uh-huh. my teacher, Mrs. Lanuti, was insane. <laughs> and With that name, she had to be. what we had to do in English was set up a binder with 800, like, you know, you have a binder and you have your sections for science and your section for language class and history and then for English. And her section for English, she made us buy five more packets of those divider thingies <laughs> so that we could have like 800,000 subsections of things to be filed in her class. <laughs> she was like, now this is 48K.7, where you put homework from Tuesdays that you're half done with when you're in study hall, but then you finish them up when you come back into class the next day. Awesome. She drove me so nuts that I left advanced English. I was just like, I can't take it anymore. I'm leaving your class. She's like, but you're getting an A. And I'm like, I don't care. I need my sanity. I'm leaving you. <laughs> and so I uh... left. I went to the regular English class and... You know, not to be too arrogant or whatever, like, the kids in the regular English class are like, what the hell's Guberman doing in here? I'm just like, I- I'm just here to study English with you fine folks. Why Why would you question? <laughs> I just want to learn. Why? And you're like, where do I put my papers? Well, mostly we just throw them in that bin over there, and then we sort it all out at the end of the session. You're like, thank you. It's just what I, I wanted. Yeah. Next Next week, the little engine that could. I'm well, like, oh, this sounds like a very interesting piece of literature. Here's the thing about here's the thing about high school English organization. The Find the train's motivation. Yeah. Here's for tra- another positive for tracking, right? Well, here's the thing, right? The, th- the thing for like all of this high school English organization is they always do things in a way that are designed to affect probably like we've talked about the 85 percent, not the 15 percent. Because if you guys remember, I don't know if it was the same for you, but when we had to do our research papers, they would always, you know, they were like, okay. One, which I find funny now, you know, at this point in my career, sort of thinking back of the, you now have a 10-page, 10-page paper. It's like this huge deal. And to do the 10-page paper, you had to start with an outline. Then you had to hand in note cards. Oh, then you had to hand in. Oh, I always God. wrote the paper. Oh, I wrote the paper hey, first. Did you guys write the? Yeah. Did you guys write the paper first and then go back and do the note cards and everything else? Because that's what I did. I'm like, no. here's the outline of what I did. I was like, I'm not gonna do note cards. Yeah. What are you talking about? How did people write this way? I would hand in an outline, and it would be a chalk outline of a dead body from a police scene, and I'd be like, there you go. That's an outline. Oh, now here's my God. paper. Please grade it. So stop dumb. Me. Who does this? Edit. Nobody does things and this way. Again. Tomorrow we're handing in the third revised edit since everything needs exactly three exactly. edits exactly. after the outline. Like, hey, you. <laughs> so I'm assuming, yeah. story, this also happened to you. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I used to try to just turn in the same draft and be like, look, I'm going to turn this in by whatever the first deadline is. It's going to be better than everybody else's final draft. Just deal. <laughs> like, I okay, can right? change a couple of commas you if you really want. You know, but I'll change them. I'll change them to what's wrong and then change them back later. Yes! You know, like, totally what we would do. Like, you, you know, punctuate the like, first time oh, so that you have something oh, no. to revise. Oh, I've got uh, to change that. You're so right. I I never make that mistake. My yep, bad. Yep. I guess I do need draft number yeah, two. Editing Thank is you. useful. Wow. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Is like it was the um, worst way to teach what editing was supposed to be all about. Like I ended up in my ninth grade class doing something like that, where I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. And I turned in the paper, and I got something like a B. Now. English and B's, that, no. Math math and B's, math and D's, math and F's. There are no Sign B's in English. But B's in English for me, no. So <laughs> I got that, and I was like, okay. So just by way of no experiment, I brought or it back. I brought the D's. paper back to my father, who was an English <laughs> professor. <laughs> and, you want no letters. And I <laughs> no had, letters in English. It should have been. E for oh, no. Exactly. No oh, I have, which reminds me of something I want to mention in one second. But I brought it back to my dad, who was a college <laughs> professor in English. He wrote the pa- he would he like looked at the paper. He basically like made all these corrections. I handed it in as my revised draft, and the teacher was like, "Well, this really isn't getting a job done. You know, you get a B plus. And I was like, "Yeah, uh, my dad did this, and my dad is an English professor." with a PhD and you were not and the <laughs> teacher I cheated you. and my dad wrote this <laughs> yeah, okay well no you he, are giving my dad I did that purposely more sure than you will ever do exactly so the person was like I <laughs> guess you could, you know the person was just like oh you know <laughs> anyway but uh yeah the the I read that I found this out the other day the grade systems have been changed I mean we know the grade systems have changed a little bit from school to school but now apparently uh, a, I know this uh, a friend of mine who's a professor that in this reading group that I go to. His um, son is, I think, maybe 11 or 12, I want to say. So he brought in, he was very proud okay. of the, his son's report card. And he's like, yeah, my son got all C's. 
And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh. So he shows the report card. The report card says, and I kid you not, uh, C stands for complete. Because at this school, they do not believe in giving you A's and B's and C's and D's and F's. And the reason for this, they say, and they say this in the very cover letter, we do not view these grades as judgmental, but informational. <laughs> like, informational, i.e., your son is not good at math. The information is he got a D. That's the information you need. Right, yeah. What do you mean the it's not judgmental? He what was probably there for most of the time. <laughs> That's the information. He probably sat in his seat. <laughs> I mean, what the hell <laughs> yeah, is that? The of the class. He gets a C for complete, C for complete. and that's, <laughs> it's not judgmental? Like, the grade comes up and bites you in the nose? Like, I pass judgment on you. Like, well, what are you talking about? It's not judgmental. Dude, this is the future. This is the future of America. Seriously. I know. We're going to get to a point with the direction that truth is going and the direction that everything else is going. This is going to be the new universal standard for Amen. everything. Yep. Making even baseline true observations about anything is going to be ridiculed and said, well, you can't really say that for sure. You'll just sort of sit around and say, eh, nothing exactly. really happened. That, what I happened in George W. Maybe. Bush's presidency? May or may not the happened. verdict of history is reality. C, complete. That's what we're in. He completed yeah. his presidency. We're in quantum... Quantum reality. Right. We know something happened in there. It could have involved <laughs> cells or other things. We don't really know, though. We right. have no real way of knowing. And we're, sounds... not, we're not really interested in knowing. Hey, that sounds so to me fine. like the application Quantum of algebra life. to real life. It sounds like the application of algebra. We went after the yeah. unknown. We decided we couldn't uh, do it. So now the president and everything else, nothing is knowable. We can't know for sure if someone's good or bad. But your graph of it totally sucks, Greg. <laughs> yeah, so I know. I'm that's true. No, no, that, that's only informational. That's, yeah. that's not just Judgmental, though. You're not judging Story. me. Exactly. You may blame <laughs> science for this, but I blame our president, who has been the yeah. anti-intellectual president of all time. Because, That's true. Because, you know, he'll sit there, go through EPA reports, and be like, global warming. Oh, that sounds like an awfully strong assertion. Why don't we call it global glorming? Because that means nothing. So we'll change all <laughs> to global glorming, and people go, huh. That sounds like fun. I like nothing. global glorming. It's <laughs> true. He really is the most anti-intellectual president yeah. I think we've ever had. Um, and not only because he himself you is dumb. You guys are just but, saying you know. that because you're both going to be asked to go to Iraq tomorrow. Come on. You're just bitter. <laughs> right, <laughs> Just because right. you're part of the new 20,000 extra troops. Anyone who's, you know. I always assumed that I was over safe the age because of, the, uh, the draft yeah. age for the first, wa the first wave is usually like 19 to 25. And so, so once I got oh, past yeah. 25, no. I thought I was safe. We're absolutely safe. It's true. But and cool. I've always been safe. But it's that true. was just my choice. Story's always been safe for a variety of things. The voluntary, That's not a very safe the place voluntary to be. felon thing. Safe in prison. No, nothing will happen to <laughs> well, you in prison. Yeah. <laughs> what are you in for? Uh, I'm yeah. against war. If they All right. It. Yeah. Oh, back yeah. off from that man. Yeah. That's Clayton. You don't want to mess with Clayton. <laughs> Look out. Look out. Yeah. That man oh, will okay, not so fight back and will not attack you. That man will not do Dude, anything violent to you. I would so end up in jail with Ken Lay and like, you know, freaking Jack Abramoff and people like that. Like, that's totally the jail that they would send me to. It's really not. I heard that even bad. Skilling is mm -hmm. not in jail yet. Kenley yeah, killed himself, no. and Skilling is under house arrest. Yeah. He's just sitting in his home exactly. with his freaking big screen TV and ordering out Chinese food for for Skilling. <laughs> I know. But you know like, who what? did not make it through? I don't know if you guys have talked about this on the last show. Saddam Hussein, though, did not did not make it through. Yeah, no. yeah. Unless it was related to bananas or poo. We didn't talk about it on the last show. <laughs> we did talk a lot about bananas oh, that and poo. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> I look forward to listening to that It'll one. It'll be interesting. That's going to be great. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's true. Saddam Hussein did not make it, and isn't it good? Because with his death, the violence has been quelled. Oh. And he, oh. And, and, oh. Yeah. Did anyone think this was good? Was there even? I don't even think that Bush no. was really completely sold on that. He really thinks well, this was a good thing. He sort of had to say thing so. Seemed like such a total rush job. It was just like you know, okay, we've convicted him of one thing. I got the feeling that like if he had stolen a couple paper clips and that had been recorded on film, that they would have just convicted for that him for that, hanged him, and then just been done with it. Is yep. no one or interested in like I know. who refused to have justice. sex with her husband? Then they could really have got her. Then that'll be that's <laughs> well, right, yeah. that's right. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it stole her. Informational justice. <laughs> You know, That's right. It's like just the not judgmental. Committee of like 
putting on the record everything that he did instead of just being like, well, he did one bad thing. That's good enough for well, us. Well, thank you. Good not night. only that, have you seen? Here's the news. Yeah. There's all these there's all these like, headlines about how you know the how this how the execution. They're like how people are being arrested because of execution, but they're arresting them not not because you were yelling you know like down with Hussein and you know go all solder and taunting him and all this stuff. That's not why you arrest him. No, we're going to arrest him because you dared to take a video of your taunting revenge justice. You know, I mean, and the U.S.'s is mild really comment was, example. we would have handled this better. I'm like, yes, by giving him a lethal injection that didn't work, clearly. That's how we would have handled it, it better. But. It's a great example that people got the outcome that they wanted, but the process was so unbelievably screwed up that now even the outcome is no good for the people who wanted it anymore. Right, exactly. How many judges recused themselves because they had personal involvement with him, and then the next judge also did, but he was just like, well, whatever, I'll sit. And then they let that go on. Then five of his defense attorneys were assassinated. And they was like, oh, get some, get Joe. Joe can do it. What? Oh, go ahead. You're defending Saddam Hussein. Uh, okay. And then, all right, well, we'll appeal. Okay, appeal denied. Next. Like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Anyone who's found responsible for this is going to face legal measures, and I'm like, like a speedy execution. Like I can see all of a sudden the way to solve Iraq's problems is everyone gets rushed off to execution. Like, no, 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 we've got to do that. And all of a sudden, like half of Iraq's population is wiped out because they're executed. Yeah, exactly. Because there's more cell phone videos of that execution. Can you believe this guy was executed for taking a cell phone video? Here, take a look. Oh no! Set him off the execution. American fed pyramid scheme where we just yeah, everyone planned to win the war. This is and then everyone involved to, yeah. with the executioner's execution will uh, get executed, and then it'll just grow yeah. exponentially until everyone in Iraq has to be hung. This worked until the last guy so well in the French Revolution. On TV. That's my right. new theory. The French Revolution was actually based on cell phone videos. That's why the guillotining and the terror just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Robespierre oh, yeah, was just... This is very much like, like the, uh, the land of vigilante justice and chaos that we created a couple episodes ago in Iraq. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, they indeed. kind of They wanted to test it out. Well, this at least has structure. This at least has some sort of form and structure. They're putting their toe in the pool just, of anarchy. Yeah. They're like, let's kill a bunch there of people and illegitimately. How about that? Just to start. Jeez. Let's just test try the waters. Okay? Going well? All right. Full speed ahead. Mm -hmm. All right. The point is, yeah. you need to have deaths that aren't directly related to sectarian violence. And so that's that's. No, I mean, I don't see how anything can go wrong. You martyred Saddam Hussein, who is now like a Sunni hero. I, I think that should be fine. There aren't any Sunnis still left yeah. alive in Iraq, are there? They've pretty much all been ethically cleansed <laughs> yeah, by now. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yep. The Sunni, the better. Wow. Wah, wah, nice. Wah, nice work wah. there. <laughs> I think there was actually no, someone had written some an article Shia. on the internet alluding to, like, <laughs> the neocons were kind of waiting for the Sunnis to basically be exterminated, and then all of a sudden everything would calm down in Iraq. Because, well, we killed all the Sunnis, so now there's really nothing left to fight over, so I guess we'll have our democracy now. I think somebody was actually hoping that that would work as a strategy. This seems to happen to the neocons a lot. Well, where they're they like, of course this will output, work. I mean, that might still be the strategy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you yeah. don't need troops. I mean... You know, the militias and the police will do that themselves. They don't need the Americans to help them with that. It's amazing how low Beautiful. energy we get when talking about this war sometimes. <laughs> no, we're, like, like, we're just yeah. like, well... And this is oh, the most okay. depressing thing I've ever encountered. But I have a solution for you, Story. Oh, that's our funny show, people. I have a solution. Yay, oh, my God. Speaking of oh, war, yeah? if any of you actually... Oh, go ahead. And by you, I mean the audience. If you happen to listen to Middle of Mep Reports, I don't know why you would, but if you're still listening, <laughs> we are actually, as a guest... <laughs> As a guest, we are going to have the author of the comic strip get oh, yeah. your war on yes, on the right. net report yes, soon. Right. We're very excited about that. A couple that. weeks, maybe, maybe next week, who knows? Maybe yeah. a month. But he's coming. Maybe next week. Of get your war on. Good evening. Giant Flying Beaver here. Uh, unfortunately, at this juncture, I was forced to remove a good 30 minutes of incredibly monotonous debate about depression and the medical profession and whether the medical profession can ever properly diagnose depression, or treat depression, or whether it actually exists within a treatable context, and... You know, you've heard these things before, which is why I'm editing. So, instead of this 25-minute discussion, if you would open your hymnals to chapter 8, verse 7, we should all sing a verse of the giant flying beaver smiles upon us. Oh, the giant flying beaver... Smiles upon his dam. Oh, the giant flying beaver protects all the lambs. We like the giant flying beaver. 
For he created all that is good. Like ice cream and baseball and erotic massages and especially dead wood. It's a wonderful television show, Deadwood. The beaver created it by creating the ancestors of the writers, producers, and even the casting director. That's why he's so cool. Beaver. Well, we'll you know, just have to we'll know. just have to agree to disagree. Tune in next week when the anti-depression report continues with another exciting yeah. episode <laughs> of Doctors <laughs> and Anti-Depression Round Nine. Did you see the Fiesta Bowl? I did. I saw the. Did I saw the. I mean, Boise I saw State the should be Bowl. the national champion. I agree. That's what I the said. Bo- they need a playoff. I they mean, need a they playoff. Because I think Florida. I think Florida it. is going to beat Ohio State, and I think Boise State should be the unquestioned national. champion. I think Boise State should also be made the president of the United States. The whole team. Because that was the greatest game Pretty ever. Much. They should just well, be made the president of the United States. I mean, it would be an improvement. Yeah, I agree. It was a very <laughs> strange feeling because I hate college football. And I find all college and high school sports just baffling. Because, I mean, unless you have that direct personal connection where you've gone to that school, in which case you would go to, like, you know, a Pop Warner football game and see five-year-olds do it because it's fun because you know the five-year-olds. But other than that connection, I have no idea why these sports are interesting because it's just inferior talent. I mean, why not watch the pros? You're always going to watch better talent, better athletes. I mean, what's the difference between watching college football and watching, like, AYSO women's soccer, you know, with 12-year-old girls running around, clumping up, you know, 15 at a time and kicking a ball into a wall? Like, I didn't understand. Okay, that being said... (laughs) <laughs> that I hate college football and college basketball. Oh, you spoiled my love of AYS. You know what was so And also, so people in Idaho, I understand. People in Idaho have nothing to root for. There's nothing in Idaho. There are no potato right. teams. All they have is Boise State so far. You know what I loved about right. that game? For Boise State. What I loved about that game is exactly, and Story will totally agree. Story and I don't agree on the issues of depression, but we totally agree on liking college basketball. And what Story will agree with me on, I'm sure, is that the, the thing that college basketball has figured out for a long time is that the best possible games are these games that set up the equivalent of David versus Goliath because you quickly discover that David really is not David and Goliath is not Goliath. Like there's not much of a gap anymore in well, talent in many cases between a lot of these teams. I mean there's some gap, but there's not anywhere near the I amount mean, the of problem, disparity as there used to be. It just shows you why you need a playoff in college football, you know? Yeah, I mean the problem though is is that it's not even David versus Goliath. It's like Uncredited David versus that's right. That's fair. David. That's totally fair. Like, right. It's ridiculous. Like Boise State has been a complete juggernaut in college football for ages. They are getting even better, and you know it is impressive that they finally got into a seventeen million dollar bowl. Like, thank God for that at least. But like, they're clearly one of the premier teams, right. and the standard should be you have an undefeated record. And you know, I mean. It's not like there are other undefeated teams. There are teams that have schedules like the Ivy League, and they play nobody. And then on their off day, they play Quinnipiac. You know, when they're not playing <laughs> hey, other Quinnipiac, Ivy League teams, they don't. Any given they don't Saturday. compile. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't compile undefeated records because they're not good it's enough true. to do it. Right? It's true. Like this, you know, this that's the problem, standard though. in college football. It's so, true. Yeah, which is. On the scale of uh, corruptibility and legitimateness, I put college football about on even footing as boxing in its current Why? state. Why? Jack Abramoff. Why? And, Jack and Abramoff. that's just one yeah. half a notch above professional wrestling. Right. Like, professional wrestling is fake <laughs> exactly. and fixed. Boxing and college football, real and fixed. That's basically the only right. difference. Dude, the Iron Sheik's camel clutch was totally much. real. They make up their Scroll own off, schedules. <laughs> they... Pick and choose who they're right. going to play for the whole year. Exactly. They only put in like a few mediocre, tough teams, but not really anyone. Yeah. And then at the end well, of the year, everyone makes a whole bunch of money based on some crazy voting agreed. computer system. And you know the answer to this? Which is the same thing in boxing of having like 18 champions who all hold the middleweight belt. Because <laughs> I hold the IBF belt, and you hold the WBA belt, and he holds the WBF belt, and he holds the BBFG <laughs> belt. And they're all middleweight, and, and the they've WBA never fought I got the BBQ belt. Or anybody important. The MEP belt. And they're all champions. They all make I know, money. I know, I know. Same but do you know shit. why? It's just totally corrupt. I have two things to say about that it just reminded me of. Number one, that's why a playoff solves that situation, because then you just put them up against each other and see what happens in a playoff. Oh, and sure. secondly, but it'll never happen secondly you know what it reminds me of? less money for the college 
precedent. It reminds us. It reminds me of what has happened and in debate because what happened in debate was I was talking to Clea about this the other day. We were in Pennsylvania for New Year's and we were going through the University of Pennsylvania campus. And I was saying the last time I was here was for I think the University of Pennsylvania tournament. And that tournament was well known because we had had I think there's something like 88 teams and there were five. Uh, undefeated teams in the tournament, and the tournament director wanted one of the undefeated teams not to get in. He wanted to break straight to semis, and they said, why? And he said, well, they oh, just God. didn't speak well enough. <laughs> undefeated so right. so basically what that proves is those were the days in which you really had to freaking fight whereas now you want like a 32 team tournament with every team making the playoffs like you want everything to be the nhl because you don't want to make any judgments yeah. like we we're talking about with grades you don't want any judgment you want you, you just want it to be informational you know everybody was at this tournament that's the other thing that this does you have so many bowl games and you have everybody who's just like but no my schedule and my schedule that you end up with the situation the best way to do it is match up these people in a playoff have the playoff system be very you know strict in its standards so it's difficult to get into the playoff but Greg, and once you're there Greg, you're going to have a more legitimate that, champion there is no guarantee that boise state would have been in this tournament i mean yes they were ranked eighth but it was a very controversial thing and they were like only eighth in one poll sure you do you have 12 teams poll didn't have them but eighth. it's better russ right so you could have 12 well, teams. it's you could have. Will you give two by? Well, not thirty. Well, no. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Any situation that you're going to come up with, even if it's like say 65 teams, which is currently what it is for the NCAA basketball tournament. Obviously, the 66 team can bitch about it and be like, "We were blah blah blah." But that's better than having you know a bunch of teams at the end of the year oh, who claim that they could be the is one. Better than the right. corrupt farce that's been on all week. Having Football, an oracle read Bones is better. <laughs> that would be awesome. You know, and like, the winner oh, of the championship, all the day, but the winner's LSU. Matchup, yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Tonight. Yeah, in a hypothetical match between Miami and Notre Dame. According to the entrails. Wait for it. No, seriously. Miami 32, Ditka 17. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, you no, can't, yeah. Every night on TV, they're like, welcome to another nationally televised exhibition game, which is completely meaningless, except for these random rankings that we make up on a sheet exactly. of paper. Exactly. I mean, Thank you for your ad Exactly. Makes no and sense. The problem with, okay. with playoffs in football and the reason that there are buys in the pros and the reason that nobody wants to do a playoff system in college football is if you added three more games to all of these teams' schedules, they wouldn't have any players left. Everybody would get hurt. Well, like no. Now only 60%, 70% of the team what gets you hurt. What you could do. And this would just do it. And then you'd have all this bickering about, like, well, if we had been healthy, Here's the way if you we do it. had been playing a sport that doesn't kill half right. of its people every game. Well, what you do oh, is you take out... You take out I'm, the meaningless I'm sorry, champ. I have to interject this really yeah. quickly. That football is perhaps the dumbest sport ever invented, and I'm getting less and You're less chance this quickly? football every year. Consider this. Okay. Consider this. Football is the only major sport where about 85% of the players, starting players on the field, never touch the ball ever. None right. of them touch the ball. About 70% of the players, i.e. the linemen, are completely meaningless and useless and are only there for the other players to function. Oh, wait a minute. It's the I wouldn't right. say they're meaningless and useless, it's though. so That's what stupid. No, you just need a and wall of guys and a wall of other guys so that the, you know, the skill play, players can no, do No, 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 but football. the walls do things. And like, they play fewer games <laughs> the moving wall. than any other sport except for a box. <laughs> and nobody touches no the ball. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's, it's no, like, no ball, it's no like game. It's like in baseball. But that, if in baseball you had, like, left water fountain, where, like, some guy just stood on top of the water fountain, and he was, like, in the game somehow, but the ball never came to him. He never got up at yeah, bat. He just sort of waved but this at the is crowd. Not, look, look, look. He made, like, a crappy salary. Nobody These guys name, don't just stand the there. Because you have to fill your, no, 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 your left no, water but, fountain no, position. But, this is what it's no, like. they don't just stand there, though. <laughs> they do. Look, in the game, it, the point, okay, the Boise State game, right? The end of the game where they okay, played the hook and ladder. Like? It would be like the hook and ladder game. was there to have someone hit him in the legs with a, like a sledgehammer every play every time there was a play on the diamond someone had to walk up to the left <laughs> within five seconds of the pitch. boy they're just and like, hit him in the leg with a sledgehammer and he would go ah oh, and everyone would go oh good job there he fell over <laughs> way to do that i love russ's sumo wrestling and then theory every of now football and then, one out of 150 times the ball would actually get hit towards the left water fountain so how quickly he reacted and got back up after being hit in the legs <laughs> Oh, the boy. Would actually you guys something. are silly. But exactly. it would be football. So 
and he would always screw it up because he's not trained to deal yeah. with baseballs. He's never practiced with a baseball. He barely he knows what it looks like. He just has the hardest knees in the world. That's the <laughs> like, only thing he, he does. Oh my god! Extremely strong scabs and calluses all over his legs. What's great about football, <laughs> he though? Stands many sledgehammers. No, no. More so than the other water fountain boys. But in look, the league. though. But that is all. What's great does. about football is the fact that unlike every other sport, you're not obsessed with who's dealing with the ball at any given time. Because if, I'm telling you right now, what? if you don't have this moving wall of people, well, as you put it, happening. the ball has no... There's nothing happens in the game. If there's no offensive line, the game ends. Because the quarterback never gets a shot to do anything. Why? Because the quarterback can't do anything. You could play four on four. Football could what? be four on four. What do you mean you can play Absolutely. four on four? It would be a lot because it's fun. crappy. Four on four. It would be a lot more yeah, I've seen you, It's <laughs> called arena football, and it just sucks. The only reason you don't like it is it's just less carnage for you, Joe Fan. You're just like, but then less people won't have their ankles broken and faces No, because there's the not nearly the as much strategy if you've got That's four so on four. If you have four people on four people, it's just <laughs> everyone go along five. every single time. I'll give you six guys. You still What don't makes the difference? Your objection is that there's like 11, and you're like, we need to have a limited number of guys. Let's have six either way. Is that you can't have a pro sport where half the people on the field are totally useless? But they're useless, not totally not useless. Ball, you just keep saying the same incorrect thing over and over again. Crowd, are not That's not true. Are not celebrities. Don't make money. You just keep like, being like wrong statement, wrong statement, wrong statement. They're there because if they're not there, you can't run and you can't pass. That's why. Sure you can. Just take them all away and run and pass all they but, want. <laughs> what do you mean take them all away? What are you talking about? <laughs> It's true. This makes less sense than Story's theory of depression. Oh my god. It's like the next generation of arena football. They've learned that they need to like have less players and more football going on. So they just need to eliminate even more no, players. No, you know what this is? Put it in an even smaller space, like a phone booth. No, ladies football. and gentlemen, what this is, is that Russ is actually trying to get us to the science fiction version of Cyber Bowl, where there's like four guys on each side, and they've all got like, you know, armor plating, and they just run around and like shoot lasers and then like throw a football down the field. That's what is Russ that, wants. that movie Rollerball with James there you go. Is that what you're talking Something about? Something in that, that regard, yes. Is that what that well, is? Well, there's a game called Cyber Bowl 2000, yeah. which I thought you were referring to, but it's the same basic idea. I think that might be what it's yeah, based on. So. so the point of the whole thing, I actually thought the Boise State game was like one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen and was a fantastic game. And, you know, sort of a shame that it was an exhibition. In the same way that, you know, some random boxing match between some schlub that they bring up the day before who's supposed to lose, if he wins, it's really exciting. It's just a shame that the whole thing was a farce to begin with. What was great about that game was That's that you had point. gutsy play call after That's gutsy true. play call and you had all these play calls that it was like the five it was the, oh, yeah, it, it was, was five minutes of ridiculous I was play call. Anybody who does the Statue of Liberty, did you see when he threw the play? He actually threw it with his right hand or faked the throw and handed it behind him with his left hand to the other guy. Like it was the thing you oh, would yeah. do in Madden or like in your backyard. It, that was a really cool idea when you grew it, was it up. Tremendous. Oh, it's great. Unfortunately, it wouldn't have been any more meaningful if we had done it, you know, in Waltham on a on a park with the <laughs> eight of us. <laughs> the, 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 the Brandeis Bowl. Yeah. The Brandeis Bowl. It would have been just as fun. We'd have remembered yeah, exactly. it for our entire lives. We would have talked right. about it all the time. That's about the same level of meaning. Do you remember what Russ went wrong? Outside That's of the true. state of Idaho. That's true. Idaho. That's true. It That's true. Been Boise meaningful. State would have cared. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of people have already said yeah. that this is going to be the most it's influential. True. This could be the most influential college football game of the last 10 years because it's going to make a major impact on BCS stuff. Because, again, people are like, another reason not to have the BCS. Another reason to have the playoff. Because it's true. Yeah. They're the only undefeated team left. And it's just a question mm -hmm. of, can the corruptness of college football overcome the huge amount of public pressure to make it a real sport? That's a tough right. <laughs> Well, tough in challenge. fairness, I don't know. Be, the reason they're doing they this, Russ, do is because the, the real reason they're doing this is they want their students to study. I mean, that's the key, you know, because they don't want more playoffs because their students yeah. need to study. Yeah, they want the football scholarship. They want them to study. study. Sure. Yeah. That's the reason. That's right. They, yeah. they believe in studying. That's why sure. they're there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind you the, BC, the price tag on the Fiesta Bowl was again 17 million. 17 million. That all goes in their scholarship fund story. What? Uh, we're gonna yes. run these kids out there, have them kill themselves, not educate them, not make them you know useful for anything else in the rest of their lives, and they get no. I money. actually heard. And also, yeah. we get to rig all the games and the schedule. I know, and the NCAA and itself is busted anyway. The players never touch the Did ball. Did you know that the NCAA, one of the NCAA <laughs> regulations, <laughs> this is one of my favorite rules. The NCAA, of course, is filled with bad rules, ridiculous rules. One of the rules is if you're a coach and your player needs a ride from his dorm, let's say, to practice or needs or needs a ride from somewhere to somewhere, you can't give him a ride because you would be violating NCAA regulations because you'd be giving him something for free in violation of his scholarship. But if his friend...
friend who has nothing to do with the football Dude, team was there, so you could give him a ride. <laughs> you could give you could give his this drug like friend a ride. But <laughs> that's because it's like the whole thing about you know pr the principles of doing any work or not. You know, like doing work on the Sabbath, and it's like I can't flip the light switch on because that's work. I'm gonna go running for six miles. Like who came up with I these know, interpretations I know, exactly. and standards I love it. of what it is? You know, of like I can't poison my body with shellfish, so I'm going to go smoke cigarettes. <laughs> exactly. Like, are you out of right. your mind? Like on the technicality, the tobacco was not smoked routinely 3,000 years ago. You think it's okay, but shellfish, which is probably safer for you, not that you should do it because God only existed before better. the 1950s yeah. when people thought that cigarettes yeah, were fun. So clearly, what a <laughs> right, ceased exactly. to exist after. There were actually billboards in Israel that said God smokes 10 cigarettes a day. <laughs> do you? Like your, your doctor <laughs> smokes. You know, your doctor smokes camels. Yay! You know, like which actually actual billboards. Shellfish was the Philip Morris back in the day. Yes. They were trying to that, diversify into other kinds of foods. They're just like, we here at Shellfish International oh, want way. you to quit shellfish. Right. Quit right I'm, now. We think it's wrong I'm to quit. I'm going to give you a third piece of evidence as to why football is bunk and completely a non-sport. This is the third clue. Okay, the first clue was that it's rigged and horrible, but that's just college football. The second clue is that, you know, half or more of the players never touch the ball are not important to play or not meaningful. That's the second clue, that it's an illegitimate sport. The third clue that it's an illegitimate sport as I just rushes out of my head and I forget it is <laughs> oh no is you can't come up with a reason to say that it's bad, <laughs> so bad. If you're dividing by oh, that's the third it. reason oh that was great that's that's perfect. Perfect. Oh. no you know what it is it's because you throw this, when you throw the football it's the a parabola this is the ultimate failure of the principle of tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then <laughs> tell them what you told them. It's because by the time oh, you get to tell, tell what you're going to tell them, you, what you forget what you think you're going to tell them. You're already done. You're exactly. already done. Wait, you forget everything. <laughs> then look like an idiot. <laughs> then stall out in front of a national uh, audience. And then Jesus. go home. And this is, go home and This shame. is why the MEP report is that's, not going to be broadcasting from the Fiesta Bowl anytime soon. Because we would be like getting beat by Boise State, the equivalent Seriously. all the time. And speaking of that, since Russ has forgotten it, Gonna, Tune in no. next week. No! <laughs> <laughs> want to thank everyone Wait. for listening. It's illegitimate. We'll check you out next I week. Shit. No. What? Tune in next Tune week. Tune next week. When Russ may have the answer to the third <laughs> song. Say goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, everybody. Oh, vote for us and cat for If you vote for us and cat for it, we get through the the proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron, or at least not the stupid London cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. And if that's the case, then my life's a waste, cause there's nothing left to live on but tomorrow. Tomorrow's just another day away.